to the Spirit of West Texas podcast, where we are having real conversations with people who live and work in West Texas. Our guests this season will tell us about their big dreams. They'll share about their challenges and successes that they've had along their journey. Listen in and we hope you'll learn something and maybe even have some fun with us along the way. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Here we are again. (laughs) I kind of uh, feel like we should have uh, security or something in the building today no, from our guest, don't we? <laughs> I know. You <laughs> probably love that. <laughs> Do you want to tell our listeners about our guest today? Yeah, I would be happy to. So today on the Spirit of West Texas podcast, we have Mark McDougall here to visit with us. Mark is CEO of McDougall Companies, a multi-million dollar apartment, property development, construction, realty, and property management corporation based in Lubbock, Texas. Not only is Mark an extremely successful businessman, but a community leader and philanthropist, having served District 5 for one term on the Lubbock City Council, followed by two terms as mayor. A devoted father, son, and grandfather, Mark leads his family well and his family business well by adhering to a set of core values that incorporates concerns for community, family, customer satisfaction, integrity, and quality. Jared, I don't know Mark well, but I have known him for a very long time, so I'm really looking forward to hearing him share his story today. With leadership, entrepreneurship, and good old-fashioned hard work at the core of who they are, I cannot think of any family who represents the spirit of West Texas more than the McDougal family. Man, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear this one, especially with a list of accolades like that. Let's. Uh, you want to jump in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Welcome to the podcast studio, Mark McDougall. <laughs> we try to give everybody a warm welcome. <laughs> First time I've had one. <laughs> so um, here's a fun fact about the two of us that I bet you don't know. So you and I both have our names on a statue in Lubbock, the Willie McCool Memorial statue. Did not know that. Yes. So, isn't that funny? So, right out of college, my first job was working for Phil Price, and that was the first project that I had. So, just, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the case. So, I was doing a little bit of preparation for this interview, and I was going to show you, literally, Mark McDougall and Amy Pittman, like, right next to each other on that statue. (laughs) That's cool. I know. So, we're like, known each other forever, but didn't really know each other. Um, So I'm certain that our listeners in Lubbock know you and they know about McDougall Companies. But for those outside of Lubbock, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and your family and what you what you do? Well, I've been here all my life. Um, My mother is from Leveland. My dad's from Smyre. So, you know, we're West Texas folks. Been here forever. Um, I came back in 83 and joined dad's company. So been there for however many years. That's been almost 40 years now. Um, and uh, as you mentioned in the intro, we um, uh, you know we have a big focus on giving back, whether that's uh, in the industries we're working in, uh, apartment association, home builders, uh, realtors association, whatever that is now, the restaurant association, um, and then also giving back to the community. So um, that's you know that's one of the things that Dad's always instilled in us is you're going to give back not only to the community but to the industries that you work in and. So that's, you know, that's another big focus that we have at our, at our companies. So I love that you brought up your parents. Your parents have such a great story. So they moved back to Lubbock in 1966. Your dad had worked for General Electric for 25 years and they buy an apartment complex. Tell us about that. 
actually moved back in 66, still with GE. He didn't retire from GE till 1982 is when he got his 25 years in. But you're correct. He started buying apartments in 1969. Uh, he bought the Melrose, which is over on Avenue R. Um, a number of years later, um, probably about 10 years ago, uh, when Dad decided to kind of start taking a step back in the business, um, I went and bought the Melrose, and we gave the first deed that Mom and Dad had signed in 1969, the, the note and the deed of trust. Um, we found that. Uh, Mont McClendon found it for us, and we gave that to him for Christmas. Oh, that's great. Uh, and we still have that apartment, 16 units. Um, paid cash for it, and then all the revenue from that is is donated to charity uh, every year to Buckner's Children's Home. That's awesome. I had I didn't did your parents when they bought that first apartment complex did they have any idea what would happen and how their business would grow? Was you know, that the I, plan from the beginning? You think? I mean, I'm I'm five years old at that point, so not real sure what they <laughs> thought. Uh, you know, I know they bought a number of apartments when Dad left General Electric in '82. He had about a thousand units. So um, you know, I grew up after school. You went down to you know, what is now the new Overton, but uh, uh, what we called the tech ghetto back in those days. And um, we'd go down there and do maintenance, mow yards, paint apartments, clean commodes. Uh, you know, we were the maintenance guys, uh, my dad, my brother, and I. And then on the weekends, if you spent the night at a friend's house on Friday night, 8 o'clock on Saturday morning, dad was picking you up, and it was, it was work day. And um, I think the only day we got off was Sunday. But we did get to get up and go to church. So, and that wasn't an option. Yeah, that's good. Those are good parents. Hard work in church. That's right. <laughs> How do you think that your dad's um, instilling that work ethic in you at such a young age? I mean, um, how do you think that's impacted you over the course of your career? Well, it wasn't an option. So, um, but you know, watching dad, and um, as he says in the book, he wrote, "Failure is not an option. It's just not. You just go. You know, if you get in a tough situation, you work through it." And we've had plenty of those. Uh, you know, every real estate deal you do, um, isn't like everybody thinks. You you know, you go buy it and it all works out. There's, you know, you we've we've had some that wasn't as good as others, and you just work through it. Um, and uh, you know, same situation we got into um, with the restaurant uh, business a few years ago, a couple years ago. Matter of fact, right as COVID started, um, that was not a great situation, um, but we worked through it. And uh, lots of hours trying to figure out the restaurant business. and uh, But, you know, if you look back on what dad and my mother as well have, have taught us is that's what you do. You just go figure it out. And uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. That's, you know, something dad's always said. And, um, and it's true. So what's the biggest risk you've taken? What do you think in business? Well, not any question. Overton. When so, Dad decided to do that project in 1999, that was, we call that around the office all in poker. I tell you, my parents, I remember this. My parents dropped me off at the dorms at Texas Tech in the fall of 2000. And my dad was adamant that I was not allowed to go past university, go any further east than university, because as you said, it was the tech ghetto. And I mean, he just reminded me of that constantly. So tell us about that North, North Overton project. I mean, we're talking about big dreams on this podcast um, it's, it's now called the Overton park and it's, it's the, called the largest privately financed urban renewal project in America. 
and it was somewhat controversial at the time. Tell us about that. Well, the city of Lubbock had, um, had a committee. Um, I think it was called the, the Ping Committee. He was a professor at Tech. Um, he had a plan to redo Overton. Uh, so the city formed a committee, actually Mayor Peck McMahon did, and that goes back in the, into the late 80s. Um, Dad served on that committee. He got tired of serving on it because he was convinced they weren't going to do anything, so he appointed me to it, uh, and I got to serve on it till it kind of disbanded in about 99 when Dad decided to do the project. But Dad just decided, uh, for whatever reason, uh, without consulting anybody in the family, um, that he was just going to take that project on. So, uh, 326 acres. Um, we owned about three pieces of property out of 900 parcels that had to be purchased. And, um, he just started buying property. Um, uh, got, uh, three local banks to uh, fund the initial piece of that. And then, um, uh, later got a $50 million line of credit, uh, cause he didn't have $50 million and um, started buying property, and, um, you know, it, it, it didn't hurt uh, at all that uh, Chancellor Hance came in around 2004 or five and decided to grow the university to 40000 And, um, you know, so that, that master plan that we called it literally on the back of a yellow piece of paper uh, changed daily, um, probably until we finished the project about two years ago, three years ago now. I mean, you say it changed daily, but it literally changed the course of this community had, in downtown you had, Lubbock. You had um, about 90% of the owners down there were absentee. Uh, you had 2% of the population in Lubbock there. 26% of the crime in Lubbock was in that small 326 acres between Avenue Q and University, so between Tech and downtown. And as you mentioned earlier, um, your dad wasn't the only one that told you not to go east of University. Um, you know, we had the air base out there for years, and we had a number of apartments down there, and that was a big part of who we rented to was, you know, the military. Um, in the late 80s, early 90s sometime, um, as the military guys would come, come to Reese, they were told they could not lease east of University. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and then I-27, when I-27 was built, and I don't remember what year that was, uh, that was in the 80s, um, but that started the downturn of Overton because the government came in and took out some government housing and gave each of those residents a voucher that were worth up to $30,000 a voucher, uh, but they had to use that to rent an apartment. And so what happened was these absentee owners of these small apartment complexes literally took those vouchers and cashed them and left town and never showed back up. Uh, so the property started deteriorating. and there was no maintenance. Uh, they quit paying taxes on them. And, um, you know, somewhere in there that was during the RTC days. So, uh, uh, if, if any of them had notes on them, which a lot of them did, they started getting foreclosed and, um, it was just a snowball effect. And, um, you know, you say it was controversial. There were, um, there were, there were, there was some controversy. Um, but every single property owner that was owner occupied in Overton was taken care of. Whether that was, we traded their property in Overton for a new house somewhere, or we went and found them a house, or they went and found one. We bought it, made a trade. Um, there's not a single owner 
that was owner-occupied that wasn't taken care of. The, the criminal aspect was very easy because once we announced it, you know, those guys don't want you to know who they are. And so they disappeared. Um, so it really wasn't, um, you know, once we got going, um, the city was great with the infrastructure. Um, so you had a, you know, you had tech on your side, you had the city on your side, um, you had the business community on your side and, um, uh, you know, it didn't go without a few death threats, but, um, (laughs) uh, nothing you haven't had faced before, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, uh, but no, it wasn't, um, you know, it was, a. We spent the first about four years after Dad announced in July of 99 that he was going to do this. We didn't make a single phone call to buy anything. We were fielding phone calls and um, and buying property that way. And the problem was we were buying more property and we had money to pay for. And so it, it was taking a while to, to you know, uh, make all that happen and. Uh, but by 2009, I think that's when we had the is that when we had the uh, the housing market crisis and uh, the financial markets. Um, you know, by that point in time, Overton was done. Now it was, you know, demoed and cleaned up, and you had a lot of vacant land. Uh, but it was done by then. Um, so you know, that was the only really trying times that we had because we had a large, you know, a very large note at the bank. Um, and no land sales for about 18 months. So that was, you know, that was the 09 to mid 2010 ish, um, was pretty interesting around our place trying to, you know, service, service, uh, a large debt and, and no income With coming no income. in. You yeah. know, I was at, I remember attending the grand opening and ribbon cutting for the center. Right. Um, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was like, I can't believe this is in Lubbock. I've never seen anything like this. When, what year was that? I believe we opened that in 2004, okay. I think is right, 2003 or four. So is it what you imagined it would be I don't way think, back when? I, I don't think it's what any of us imagined it would be. Um, when we when Dad announced that, there was everything in Overton was on the tax rolls at about $9 million. Uh, the local taxing authority figured out what we were going to do. The next year, they raised the, the valuations down there to $27 million. Um, and then I think this last year... The school district and the city collected taxes on about eight hundred and fifty million uh, down there, and I, you know, so you take the first three blocks off University in the original master plan that was going to be apartments, and then the rest of that was going to be single family. So if you go down there today, you've got literally one block that has single family on it, and the rest of it all the way to almost Avenue or to Avenue R um, is is apartments. Mm -hmm. It's changed student housing for the university. I mean, that wasn't even an option for me. I think think it was a great partnership Mm -hmm. with, uh, with Ken Hance, um, you know, growing the university and we had a place for the students to go, um, in the middle of that project, probably about that 2010 timeframe, uh, Ken asked me to get, um, all the CEOs from the big student housing providers around the country to Lubbock. And I thought, Kent, there's no way they're, these guys are going to fly to Lubbock to have lunch with you. They did. Um, and the only thing Kent wanted was a commitment that they would provide the student housing um, as he grew the university to 40000 And that was a big help to Tech. Obviously, that wasn't enough housing. It had to go uh, elsewhere because there wasn't enough room. Um, but that was a big 
piece, and I think Kent will tell you, that was a big piece to uh, uh, tech being able to, to grow to 40000 was having the housing available because mm-hmm. tech couldn't do the housing and provide the classrooms and, you know, the investment they had to make to grow. Um, I just think it was a good partnership between tech, our company, the city of Lubbock, and all, all of Lubbock's business community. Sure it was. Would you do anything differently with that project looking back? Oh man, you know, it'd be, it'd be great if you could have done all that and, and put it on ground leases. <laughs> um, but that wasn't, that wasn't uh, possible then. I mean, sure. Anytime you do a development, you'd, you'd do some things differently. We wouldn't have the single family in there. Mm. Um, you know, uh, there's a large retailer down there that, um, you know, if, if I had my way would there'd be something else there but um you know when when they came to us we told them there was no way we were going to sell them that dirt it was about 20 acres and um the only problem was we didn't know what they were willing to pay and so you know that walmart's down there mm-hmm. now and you know that that's that's the only thing that i think um you know we'd have liked seeing something different in there but um but really you know walmart then helped um the north and east side of Lubbock because, you know, they had that retailer that they'd never had mm-hmm. before. Um, and that also got the traffic, you know, coming down downtown, not only students, um, and gave us the momentum then to jump across Avenue Q and start downtown redevelopment. So that is a big project. So you are... Um the lead developer for the downtown Lubbock revitalization project. So 600 plus acre redevelopment across the central business district of Lubbock. So what is your big dream for downtown Lubbock? Well, I think we've, I think we've um, gone a long ways. We spent, we spent a number of years, you know, it takes a long time, but you're not doing downtown like we did Overton. So we're not buying up everything and scraping it. So really Overton was, was easy downtown. You had a different animal um, because you had to get, you know, you're not buying everything. Um, you've got to get buy-in from all the businesses downtown, which for the most part, we did. It took a while, but we finally got them there. But, you know, you can go down Broadway now with what we've done at the Pioneer, um, with what's been done at the Courthouse Lost by out-of-town developers. Um, you know, I know the city council in past, um, you know, a lot of controversy. They got beat up. There was probably a few politicians or council members that lost their seats over building Citizens Tower. Uh, but you can go back and look when we started getting momentum downtown It's when the city of Lubbock made that $70 million commitment to redoing that old, that old bank tower that was downtown that had been vacant and been a eyesore for years. Yeah. Um, but when your out of town developers see that commitment from the city, um, then they start coming in. So uh, Broadway is already completely changed. I mean, you may not see it with the eye, um, but you know, you've got more restaurants down there. You've got uh, more bars downtown. Um, you've got more residences downtown. You've got the out-of-town developer that is now redoing the Metro Tower, which should open this month. Awesome. Um, I think they're waiting on a some fire equipment to get in, and they're, you know, that'll open up. That's 88 affordable housing units for downtown. Um, and then with the Pioneer, with um, with you know, the courthouse lofts that have gone in. So we've, you know, you're starting to see people live downtown. Uh, we've got an apartment complex planned for uh, right just south of the Civic Center. Um, we would hope to have that off the ground, but with um, 
you know, construction cost and rents and construction costs aren't matching up just quite yet. But uh, that number will get closer and that that project will happen. Um, you know, we spent uh, a ton of money thanks to uh, you guys here at the bank at um, 1500 Broadway. Um, and that building is, you know, a class A building in Lubbock um, with what we've done down on the first floor with uh, with the bar and some you know, restaurants going in, a coffee shop going in. Uh, that building is almost full. I think we're about 10,000 feet away from being completely full. Uh, five years ago, that building had, out of 14 floors, had about six vacant. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's about half the building. And um, that's not the case anymore. If you wanted a two-office suite today, I couldn't get you one. And uh, that's a good problem to have. We've got a parking problem down there now. Uh, love parking problems. That means we have more people coming in. And, um, you know, so just a ton of stuff going on. Obviously, Buddy Holly Hall, um, you know, now that brings a different group of people into downtown, the Arts District. If you go down, if you go down on the first Fridays, and for, for you guys listening, if you haven't been downtown on the first Friday for the Art Trail, it's just the go. Cool, it's the coolest thing in Lubbock. Just go drive around yeah, down there. Is. I mean, people walking everywhere. I don't care if it's 20 degrees outside or 100. Um, it, it is crazy what's what what all's going on downtown. But that's what you've got to do. Activity breeds activity, and you've got to get people downtown. And we've got that done. Haven't even talked about. We talked about Citizens Tower, but then that left the old. City Hall open and South Plains College has purchased it. And in August of this year, they'll have 2,500 students down there. So, you know, I keep talking about it brings a, you know, different people downtown. Now we're bringing students, you know, a different group of Mm -hmm. people downtown. So, um, you know, you'll start, uh, I think the next step you'll see downtown is you'll start seeing more retail, nail salons and, you know, the, the services of dry cleaning, the services that, you know, people that are, living and working in in that area need that have not not been there and uh, we're starting to get those phone calls um so i think that's one of the next things that you'll see maybe not this year but certainly in 2022 is some type of strip center that uh, accommodates you know those types of of businesses that service the folks that are living and working in downtown so i worked at the corner of Avenue Q and Broadway for almost 10 years. And like the only place to eat was church's chicken. Right. And now <laughs> we're at fourth and Frankfurt and we drive all the way down there to eat all the time because the best restaurants in Lubbock are now downtown. Well, you've got, Dirks, down. you know, you've got yes. Dirks down there, uh, Cameron West and Rachel have done a great job with, um, the restaurant and the pioneer, the West table, and then Dirks and, uh, Finney's got, uh, you know, some more fine dining down there on Broadway. Uh, we brought nukes in, uh, there's a barbecue place down there. Of course, you've got Giorgio's, mm-hmm. you've got the Italian Garden. I mean, there's plenty of places to eat downtown there now. There is, yes. Um, and, and we're seeing, you know, lunch is great uh, because there are people down there. But we're, we're starting to see that pick up in the evenings as well. Uh, and I think as South Plains College comes in, um, as the, you know, as we get our marketing done and the students, which you've got 80 five or eighty six hundred student housing beds in Overton as they find out they can cross Avenue Q and you've got you know several options uh, which we're seeing some of that um, but just hadn't got the word out great yet um, you'll start seeing those over there and and then that'll help us in the evenings and at night now weekends are already good mm-hmm. so um, but yeah it's exciting to be downtown and we moved our offices down there about a year and a half ago and um, and we love it down there so 
how do you, I mean, what, what do you attribute your tremendous growth over the past 53 years to? What do you think it's been? You know, you I mean, Lubbock, Texas has been a, the best kept secret for a long time. It's not a secret anymore. Um, we had meetings two days ago on Tuesday with a group out of Costa Rica, Scottsdale, had one yesterday with a group out of uh, Orange County, California, and one out of uh, Florida. All developers wanting to come in into Lubbock, both looking at downtown and other opportunities to develop. Um, but, you know, I, I think, um, you know, we're fortunate to live where we are. Uh, the old saying, if you wear out a pair of shoes in Lubbock, you'll stay forever, is really true. And, um, you know, with Texas Tech growth, with, with that growth and, um, and our infrastructure, it's easy to get around Lubbock. Um, you know, I, I think it's just, um, you know, being in the right place at the right time, working hard and, um, uh, you know, getting focused on what you're doing and, and making sure it happens. So as CEO of a multi-million dollar company, you've had a number of tremendous successes over the years, I would say. But what has been your greatest joy as a leader? You know, I think, you know, one of the things that we pride ourselves with, our, um, our employees that we have have been with us forever. Um, our CFO has been there almost 30 years. Um, guy that heads our construction um, and maintenance has, I think he was, he's been there like 31 now. Um, you know, if you go up to the 15th floor, uh, I don't think there's anybody up there. There might be a new bookkeeper or two. Um, but most everybody's been there for uh, 20 plus years. And, um, you know, it's fun to watch them grow. It's fun to watch them make a little money and, um, and you know, become a part of what we do. One of the things that we offer to all of our employees um, is paid time off to do community service. And I think they all enjoy that. Um, obviously, uh, they've got the freedom, you know, for those that have kids in junior high or high school to, uh, you know, we encourage them to go to the games, um, spend time with their families. We all do that. So, you know, how am I going to leave the office, go watch my grandkids play if I'm mm -hmm. not letting Julie or somebody else at the office do that? So, um, you know, it's just a, it's a team effort, just like it is with you guys here. Um, and uh, we all take care of each other. And, I, you know, I think that's... Um, you know, the one thing that uh, that I've always been proud of, and that's something, you know, again, that mom and dad from the beginning said, you take care of those that take care of you. So how do you inspire others while keeping yourself inspired about the organization's mission? What do you do to stay motivated and inspired? Well, you know, uh, you know, it's like getting in the restaurant business. Um, you go in there and show them that you're not above doing what they're doing. Uh, I've worked in the dish pit um, uh, at Nukes in San Angelo, here at Table 82, bus tables at Breeze's. Um, and I think, you know, when our, when our folks see that, you know, we're not above going and doing what we're asking them to do, um, uh, I think, you know, that's probably the reason that uh, most of our maintenance guys have been with us for so long. Uh, they've seen me with the jackhammer. Uh, you know, back in the day, they've seen my mom and dad do the same thing. Um, and, you know, still uh, last night we had a gas leak at a property downtown and I was down there with them at uh, 10 o'clock last night, making sure we had that done. And uh, you don't see that every day. So, you know, I think, um, you know, just leading by example and um, uh, and then it makes our guys work harder because they appreciate that as well. So what's the next big dream for McDougal companies? Well, we've just uh, purchased uh, 1,300 acres, just right, almost real close to where we're at today out here at uh, Slide, and, and Ursuline is right in the middle of it. Um, that w is a master plan community. We've we've got two developments underway out there, 
um, that will put 800 houses on the ground. And um, that project is about a five to seven year project. It may be quicker than that with some of the activity that we've got going on. Uh, that'll be about a $2 billion uh, increase to the tax rolls for Lubbock Independent School District. If you want to buy a you know, a new house or open a new business inside of Lubbock Independent School District, that's the only place to do it. And um, so we're really proud of that. We've, we're just now getting that um, project off the ground. Matter of fact, we're going to have a ribbon cutting as soon as it warms up enough to have one out there in the middle of a cotton field. Yeah, this field. isn't the day to do it. <laughs> no, it's not today. Um, uh, but that that's the next big project uh, that we've got on the books. And, and then we're working on, you know, we've got several other, we're, we've always got, you know, a lot of irons in the fire, but that's the big one. Mark, I know you're so busy and you have a lot going on. And I just want to tell you, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today on the Spirit of West Texas podcast. Well, thank you guys for what y'all do. It's, uh, appreciate the invitation. And anytime I can give you guys some help, y'all let me know. We will. Thank you. Thank you. Amy, what a guest. I know. Isn't it an honor to have him? Oh, man. I know. The McDougals, as everybody around here knows, is just a huge footprint in the Lubbock area and have done incredible things uh, for the Lubbock community that, um, man, you can't even fathom what this place would be like without the McDougals. It's interesting. uh, You know, and I said this in in, in our conversation with Mark, but um, when I came to college here, I mean, I remember Mm -hmm. my dad telling me, do not go past... University. Me too. Um, just because it was in, it was not a safe place to be. Yep. Um, and I even remember when I started working with you at the Price Group. I mean, it was, it was, you know, still not great. Nope. You wouldn't want to be outside after dark, and um, you just want to be careful. Put it that way. Right. Um, and so to have the vision to look at a, a space of land like that <laughs> yeah. and think of what it could be, see its potential, um, and look beyond it. You know, its current situation and the way that it is currently is it's that that is a gift that I don't have, but it's truly visionary. Yeah. And and beyond that, even the 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 visionary part, you have to take massive, massive risk to be able to even pull it off. It does take a visionary to be able to see it. But then you have to take that next step to be able to pull it off. Mm -hmm. Risks are very, very tough things to take. And that is a, that is a massive, massive risk yes. to jump into that Overton project. Yeah. And it very well could have gone another direction. It could have. I know. A leap of faith is what, I mean, Ooh, we, yeah. we're using the word risk, but really, truly a leap of faith. Um, and one that paid off um, exponentially. And aren't we thankful for that? Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're better because of it. We're better because of the McDougal family. And it was an honor to me that he took the time to be on the podcast with us today. And not only that, not only are they visionaries and risk takers, um, but so generous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love the story where he was talking about, I guess one of his dad's first real estate investments was a place called the Melrose. Yeah. And I guess at some point it, it came out of their hands and, and eventually Mark bought it. And tell me if I'm getting the story wrong, but this is what I got out of it. But Mark bought it and then gave it to his dad as a Christmas gift. And all the proceeds from it or everything that they make off of that goes straight to charity. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's amazing. Yeah, big bow. What, to wrap up, 
hotel oh, yeah. in. Yeah, right. <laughs> or an apartment <laughs> complex. <laughs> I've seen carbos, but uh, do what they a make present. hotel like Christmas present? Yeah. yeah. Oh my Here, gosh. Merry Christmas, Dad. Here's a here's a apartment complex. Yeah. Yeah. No, a very generous family, and um, I've had the privilege of serving with some of the, Mc, the McDougals um, in various. Uh, roles and community projects and with nonprofits mm-hmm. and they truly are generous and I was just thinking that when we talk about the spirit of West Texas lying in the hearts of its people Jared that's one thing that they all seem to have in common right everybody that we've talked to they're all they have generous hearts giving spirits giving spirits that's right yeah very true yeah I think that's a great point uh, you do find that connected thread between almost everybody we've talked to mm-hmm. I think that's a great point one of the things that I pulled out of the interview today was he said Lubbock has been one of the best kept secrets for a long time yes but it's not anymore that's right I think uh, that speaks volumes that's I mean right. I think and, and uh, that has a lot to do with McDougal's and kind of the vision and the uh, the risks that they take for us and uh, I uh, greatly appreciate it I because it has really turned this place into uh, an amazing place to live that's right and raise a family own a business yep all, all the, the above so the McDougal companies recently moved. Maybe it hasn't been that recent, but they're downtown now. They're at 1500 Broadway Street, and um, they actually just opened a Nukes restaurant in their lobby, and it's delicious. Nice. They have great sandwiches and salads and soups. Huh. So if you're in that area, or even if you're not in that area, I mean, what do they say? It only takes 15 minutes That's to right. get anywhere, anywhere in Lubbock. Yeah. Yep. Um, just a 15-minute drive downtown to Broadway. Um, in, the, in the first level of that office building, they've brought in Nukes, and it's a great restaurant. Mm. Oh, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Then. Check it out. Yeah. If you want to learn more about McDougal companies and the projects that they have going on, you can find more at McDougal.com. Fantastic. Another great episode. Great episode. Thank you all for listening. Thanks. Bye-bye.